You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. I'm so grateful uh, that you made a decision to join me today from all over the world. And I'm just going to say this one thing, you know, nothing is accidental. And I believe that you have been attracted to this show so that you can receive the downloads, the insight, you know, just that one word from the spirit that's going to literally shift, change your life, give you the breakthrough that you've been praying for. How are you doing today? Well, it is a sunny day here in the ATL. And I am so excited. Let me say, first of all, I want to thank all of you for your wonderful emails, for being a faithful listener. I talked to one lady. She said, you know, I've gone all the way back to 2013. And she's just listening every day to every show. And uh, actually what she's doing is she's nurturing her soul. She's renewing her mind. You know, let me just say this up front. It is so important that you guard what you are watching and what you are listening to. Um, The Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence. And why is that? Because it said out of your heart or your inner being or your subconscious uh, or, or, or the core of who you are flows life and so uh, so y'all go back and listen to some of my 2009 uh, 10 11 12 uh, just some wonderful guests you know I'm, I need to go back and listen to some of those um, shows myself you know in March this will be my 13th year I am so radically changed because of this show. And so that's why I'm so grateful to you. So tell uh, five of your friends, your coworkers, someone who you know is struggling. You know, sometimes we, we, we go to each other for, for help and support, and that's good. But sometimes when you listen to a podcast, you feel like she's talking to me. And guess what? I am. I am. Uh, so there are so many ways that you can listen to me. If you go to LOARadioNetwork.com and click on my beautiful picture, I mean, iTunes, iHeart, Blog Talk, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, Spotify, you name it, Google Play. So there are so many ways that you can listen to me. And that purple podcast uh, symbol, I, I know so many of you listen to me that way. Also, you can follow me online um, 
on Twitter, I'm LOA Constance. On Instagram, I am Law of Attraction Constance. On Facebook, I'm Coach with Constance. It's Constance all the way, right? And on uh, YouTube, it's Constance Arnold. So this is why you want to follow me on social media because, you know, I do five-minute videos. I answer listeners' questions. Uh, you get a chance to see me. Uh, sometimes I even dance a little bit. I forgot about, did I say TikTok? TikTok is law of attraction, Constance. And what I'm doing is I'm giving you little nuggets of wisdom, how-tos, uh, just excerpts, just breaking it down in more smaller, measurable bites that you can digest. Anything else? Let's see. Um, oh, yes. My show today, anybody ready to manifest your dream job or dream career? I got a young lady all the way from Paris that's going to tell you that she had not worked in 19 years and she manifested her dream job. You know, in the U.S., I don't know about internationally, but in the U.S., they're talking about the great resignation. So after pandemic, people are just leaving their jobs um, just in droves. They are realizing, I don't want that long commute. Uh, and employers are really having to step up because people are realizing I enjoyed being home. I like working remotely. Right now, I'm helping uh, some of my clients uh, really find their dream career or their dream job. And one of my clients said that one of my requirements is that, you know, I want to work remotely. I don't want to I don't want to have to drive in L.A. traffic. And if you've ever been to L.A., I love all of my listeners in California. But boy, I tell you what, it's something else. And so if she then hasn't worked in 19 years and she manifested her dream job, what about you? So I want you to make sure that you listen. Also, if you didn't hear my show from last week where I talk about pray, imagine, and manifest, I tell you, the power of God was all over me on that show. So make sure that you go back and you listen to that. Let's see, anything else? Uh, the network is thinking about having a cruise possibly in April. Uh, let me know uh, what you think about that. Would you be open to going on a cruise? Where would you like to cruise? Do you, would you feel safe and comfortable? We all are ready to get out of the house, right? And so email me and let me know your thoughts on that. Anything else? I think the last thing I'm going to say is visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Uh, while you're on there, you can purchase my two books, Secrets of Success and uh, Attracting and Manifesting Genuine Love. I have some powerful affirmations that you can listen to and you can take advantage of my, of my coaching specials. And I think that is all I want to say, but did I tell you how grateful I am for all of you? I think I did, but I gotta say it again. 
I said last week, the three highest vibrations to live in are what? Love, gratitude, and joy. And if you can live in those vibrations, you really got it going on. So everybody, uh, let's go to these quick commercials and then I'm going to be right back with my very special guest, Miss Veronica, all the way from Paris, France, one of my uh, favorite cities in the world. So stay tuned, everybody. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, here I am, and uh, I'm really excited. I think I'm going to call this, this portion of my show, You Can Manifest Too. And I have a young lady all the way from one of my favorite places in the world, Paris, France, uh, Miss Veronica, and she's going to share with us her amazing transformational story about how she changed her life, but how she hadn't worked for 19 years and she manifested a job, a career. So we can't wait to hear that. So Veronica, all the way from Paris, France. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Well, thank you, Constance. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be with you today to share my story and to also share how instrumental you have been in helping me accomplish what I have thus far. So I've got to say this word, bonjour. I've been practicing it all morning <laughs> with my Southern accent. So you have an amazing story. So tell our listeners or people who will be watching this kind of what was your life like before you started coaching? Okay. So just to start the beginning, I'm originally from California and my life dream was to move to France. And so I did that earlier on in my life. And then um, went back to California, got married, had kids. And then in 2010, I moved back to France. And at that point in time, I had split up from my husband. So I was raising my three young children by myself here in Paris. And I was being a stay-at-home mom in a foreign country, uh, just because I felt like uh, raising my kids in France would bring them more opportunities and be a better, a better life experience for them and us. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I've been doing uh, prior to coaching with you. And after my kids got older, um, then I needed to go back into the workforce. And so that was where you came in because I really needed help in getting my professional confidence back up because um, 
prior to becoming a mom, you know, I went to school at uh, UC Santa Cruz, UC Berkeley, and I worked in strategic marketing for telecommunication companies. So I had a really good career that I put on hold when I decided to become a stay-at-home mom and focus on my family. And so, you know, after so many years of being out of the workforce and, um, you know, not feeling like my career was progressing, then I think that really took a toll on my confidence. And so, <laughs> yeah, so when I wanted to go back into uh, restart my career, then that was definitely the help that I needed. Um, so here in Okay, let, so let me make a statement. Yeah. So we're talking 19 years, right? Because I know I got a lot of listeners who might during the pandemic, they might have lost their job. They might be feeling some kind of way. Maybe they decided to stay at home with their children instead of going back into the office. So that's why I wanted Miss Paris' friends to come on because if she can do it, you can do it also. Yeah, and so um, so how I got back into the work field, uh, first of all, it kind of started through my passion. So one of the things that I like to do is to write short stories. Mm -hmm. And I took a writing workshop. And at the end of that writing workshop, they had this uh, really big dinner with the all of the instructors and the agents and things like that. And uh, when I arrived, unfortunately, I was a little bit late. And so all of the people that were in my group that I knew, that table was completely full. And so I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Where am I going to sit? And I decided to pick the table that had all of the agents and people that, you know, normally I wouldn't choose to sit with just out of being shy or, oh, that's not my crowd. But I said, well, let me just stretch myself. And mm -hmm. so so I went and sat at that table and it was wound up being like with the president of the association and things like that, that had put on this workshop. So by the end of that dinner, they had recruited me to work on their marketing team and in a volunteer basis. So, okay. you know, you're just talking about a few hours and I, you know, a few hours a week. And I was like, oh, I can do that. That's great. You know, that might kind of get me back into the professional environment. So I was with this association um, and I really enjoyed it doing different roles, starting off in marketing. And then over time, I got more responsibility so that over the course of eight years, um, I ended up becoming the executive director of the association, but still in a volunteer capacity. So it allowed me um, to be able to continue being the stay-at-home mom, focusing all of my efforts, my primary priority on my children, but then kind of slowly, easily building up this professional experience. And I did that for, I was doing that for about seven years um, at the time when you and I started working together. And the reason why I think I needed um, a lot of help in terms of confidence is because since that volunteer experience was um, something that I still put secondary to raising my kids. I had a hard time as really seeing that as work experience because I really enjoyed it. I loved it. It was related to my passion of writing and uh, 
you know, my career was in strategic marketing for telecommunications, so there wasn't a direct link. But with you, you really helped me um, see all the things that I was doing and how those were transferable skills into, you know, what I would just put on my resume. And so, you know, I think probably the first month or two that we worked together, that really just helped me completely change and update my resume so that all these different things um, was something that really was a lot of really great transfers, transferable skills. And so, and let me say uh, this, Veronica, yeah. because I told Veronica, I said, girlfriend, we got to make some money. Yeah. Volunteering is one thing, but we have to really make some money. And, and, and so for people who are watching and are listening, what, what I did was say, hey, look at all of the stuff you've been volunteering and doing. And uh, uh, we just begin to transfer those, not only uh, on her resume, but in her thinking. What was your confidence like about <laughs> yourself as far as re-entering the paid uh, work oh. market? I, I don't know what the work market is like in, in Europe, in Paris, but what was your confidence like? Um, I, it, it was really low. Um, you know, I, I had really great skills prior to uh, stopping my career and having my kids, but 19 years is just so long, you know, technology's completely changed. So even though I had really great marketing skills back, you know, 20 years ago, uh, things have changed that's completely different. So, you know, when I was doing marketing, there wasn't social media marketing and, you know, nowadays that that's such a huge part of things. So, you know, just from a, standpoint of what are the skills that are demanding that you know that people are asking for these days and that was gone and then also you know it's like 19 years goes by and it's like well can I really um, effectively manage a team anymore can I mm -hmm. you know are my supervisory skills still there my interpersonal skills you know so I, I think it's just when you get away from a situation it's very easy just to doubt yourself and that's where I was at um, I, you know I think deep down in my heart I knew that I was capable, but I needed to get my mind on the same page so that <laughs> I could just have that confidence, um, just to regain that confidence. Um, I, I really believe that everything that I, you know, do and have achieved in my life, it, it always comes down to what is my confidence level more so than what are my actual skills, because I had those skills and I, you know, I always had them. They didn't go anywhere. They were just dusty, not being <laughs> used, but they were still there. And so it wasn't that I needed to learn these skills. I just needed to have the confidence to remember that they actually are there and they're just as good as they ever were. And more so because I had picked up so much more over the years, just from my personal life, but also from um, the eight years that I spent doing the volunteer work. Let me make, say something. And because what I did with Veronica, it's inside. What do you think about yourself? How do you see yourself? What do you feel about your, even how you look? What's your thinking around what you can manifest in your life? So it was, even though we did the resume part, which was outside, the majority of our work was inside. Who are you? What can you do? How can you align your 
thinking with what you desire what kind of job career do you really want so all of that was was inside and, and so um we did a lot of that so you you've manifested i know i'm kind of going ahead but you've manifested i'm not going to say your dream career what was the process like for you once you started interviewing we ha- okay. i know you have some interesting stories <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so first of all, um, it was in multiple steps. And mm-hmm. I, the association that I had been with for those eight years was an English speaking association. So I spent a lot of time in the uh, primarily American community here in Paris, because there's a lot of Americans who live in Paris. So that meant that um, my business French was something that I really hadn't used since 20 years ago. And after being at that association, I felt like I really wanted to go back to working for a French company. Mm-hmm. And one of my big concerns was, oh my God, you know, is my French uh, going to be good enough? My, my business French going to be good enough? And I was really concerned about um, going back to work full time and having to, you know, rely on my skills again and simultaneously be concerned about my level of French. So I decided that I was going to just do um, things in steps. So my first job that I took was a job that was very easy, but it was completely in French because I just wanted a no-brainer job so that my whole focus was going to be on just getting my business skills up in French, Mm -hmm. uh, my oral and written skills in French so that once I felt confident in that, then I could move on to a different job so that it was really the next job would be about my actual working skills that I was developing. And um, because I had this kind of a strategy of how I wanted to rebuild my career, you know, mm-hmm. I, as soon as I got the first job, you know, I told my kids, I was like, don't be surprised uh, if you see me changing jobs quickly, because <laughs> I'm taking jobs as stepping stones, you know, I don't have the time to stay at a job for five, 10 years, trying to get mm-hmm. little raises at a time. You know, I've got 19 years of salary that I didn't earn that I want to recuperate uh, very quickly. And the best way is just to jump from one company to the next. Uh, let me say this I love that process (laughs) and I love the fact that you decided to baby step your way back into the marketplace I remember that job I I said folks she ain't gonna be there long but she's there (laughs) exactly Um, and and you know it it didn't pay a lot of money but Mm -hmm. it was great for my French I was very happy Um, and having it not pay a lot of money was is actually good because it's very easy to walk away from a job like that because you Mm -hmm. have nothing to lose because you know you can just you know go ahead and get another um and with that job uh it was funny because they in France they have a lot of uh the way they do their work contracts it's like you can either have a permanent contract or a temporary contract and they're really big on temporary contracts but when you have temporary contracts you know it's very difficult to Uh, get a place to live or get bank loans, things like that. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, people do everything they can to get a permanent contract. And this first job was a permanent contract. So two months into the job, uh, because it was very easy. uh, And at that point, I felt like my French, my business French was just fine. 
you know, I told my job that I was quitting and or my boss and he couldn't believe it that <laughs> I was giving up a temporary job. So it took like a whole month to fight with him to get out of my work contract because in France, you have to give, um, a, you know, like long notice when you quit and okay. he wanted me to give two months notice. And I was like, I already been here two years and my plan was to only be here two years on, uh, I'm sorry, two months. And I don't want to uh, be for that long while I'm looking for another, com- uh, another company. So managed to get out of that contract and um, started interviewing uh, for different jobs. And the thing that, um, you know, that I don't want to gloss over is that when I quit the job, you know, even though I knew that it was not a high enough level for me, um, it's still a bit nerve wracking because that's a, that's a huge risk because, you know, I, I didn't have something else lined up, but I said to myself, if I'm here working all day, I can't put the time and energy to a true job search so I can get a better job. So I'm going to have to just quit with nothing and, you know, just have faith that I'm going to have another job. And so you know, when I told people I was quitting, some people were like, oh my God, what are you doing? And you should just hang in there. And well, what did your husband think when you told him you were quitting? Uh, my, my husband, he, he knows me well. And so when I, you know, explained why, then he was totally on board. He was okay. like, yeah, of course, you know, if that's, if, you know, this isn't adequate for you, you want more money, you want more responsibilities, then, you know, go for it. So at least, you know, at least at home, I have the support that (laughs) I needed. (laughs) Okay, let me inject something here. While she is going through this process, she is doing a lot of inner work. She is visualizing. Uh, I I love the way you see things. You had a lot of little miracles, not little, but you had miracles along the way. But the most interesting thing to me, even while you were transforming and believing and, and upping your confidence, you began to speak mantras and affirmations. I want you to share with, with our listeners and folks who are watching this, just what you said, because this is a principle, everybody. Whatever you want, we live in a vibrational universe. You, your, your words and your speech needs to be aligned with what you desire. It really paves the way for what you want. I didn't know this was her mantra and her affirmation. I don't think I knew it, but um, what was that? Well, they evolve as I Mm -hmm. evolve. So the first, so the first time when I was transitioning from that volunteer position to the paid position, on a resume, you know, if you were to look at my last paid job, that was 19 years. And that 19 year gap was just this huge black hole of fear. Mm -hmm. And that was my greatest fear. Like, oh my God, who's going to want me with 19 years gap. And one of the things that you said that was uh, turned into my key mantra was that you said that there is an employer out there somewhere that is looking for somebody just like me with my skills and experience. And that was something that I had to really take to heart. And, you know, I, I recorded about 10 minutes of mantras, different sentences Mm -hmm. saying exactly 
how I wanted my life to be. And I would listen to that at night before I went to bed. Um, sometimes I would listen to it when I was in public transportation. Uh, but I listened to that over and over and I would look at them and rewrite them as they needed to change. But that original uh, first time was really just getting myself to get out of that space of fear where I thought, you know, nobody would want me. And so it was really a lot of sayings um, that, you know, I deserve this, I have good skills, I have good mm -hmm, education, mm -hmm. and somebody somewhere, you know, all I need is one person to say yes, but some company is <laughs> going to want somebody like me. So she, that was, was... <laughs> she was reprogramming her subconscious from those 19 years. So all of this is inside. But yes. She's still doing stuff on the outside. You, let me say you were very diligent about that. Yes. Yeah. And, and I had to be because the old thoughts, the way that we think about ourselves, you know, those are just constantly bombarding us. That is just how we live our daily lives. So to try to come in and have a new idea about yourself, you know, I, I just felt like, like for me, I just had to always constantly be doing it. You know, as mm -hmm. soon as I had, you know, the thought a little sense of fear like oh god is somebody gonna hire me then it's like no this is what my mantra is somebody mm -hmm. somewhere wants somebody just like me like just it just like has you. to be yeah it just had to be something I was constantly saying to myself over and over so when I quit that first job um because it was such a basic job I actually didn't even want to put that on my resume because how could I play up that, you know, I'd been the executive director at this association and, you know, I did all this other great stuff and then I had this little piddly job. So I made the decision that I'm just not going to have that appear anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, that was purely just for me to get my work confidence, get back into the schedule of going to work every day, commuting and all that, um, getting my speaking skills in French back up. And that was just for me. So that actually meant, you know, there's a few more months of not mm -hmm. working according to my resume. So for my second job, um, I at that point had the confidence that I could go into a work situation and that I had some skills. But now I really wanted to get a position that would have a lot of responsibilities that would really boost all of the skills that I had, um, that things that I did at the association uh, on a volunteer basis, that those kinds of same skills would be in the actual, you know, more responsibility and a paid job. So um, that's how I went into interviews. And, you know, initially, let, let me make a statement. So are you saying on the inside, that's how you vibrationally, what you believed about yourself was how you went into interviews? Yes, that's okay. Yeah, that was my goal. And um, the way that, because normally like interviews is very stressful. And so I said, okay, I'm the way that I'm going to uh, position this is that this is just an opportunity to mm -hmm. sell myself. And, you know, if they don't want me, that's fine for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm not taking it personal. I'm just going to continue with my interviewing. And just, you know, if I say something, I think it's a little, you know, wrong. And afterwards, I'm like, oh, why did I say that? Okay, well, mm -hmm. that was a learning experience. Next time I won't, you know, give that kind of an answer. So I just approached my interviews as um, learning experiences so that I get more comfortable so that, you know, when the dream job 
presents itself, then I'll be ready. And that made it a lot easier. Um, I, I also found podcasts that were specifically about interviewing. Mm -hmm. So they would give really concrete answers of like how you could give answers to specific questions. And so then uh, those podcasts really helped me feel prepared. So this for the second job, that um, interviewing process was a lot easier. Let me make and a statement. And, and, and when she would go for an interview and she would email me and say, well, you know, uh, I'm waiting for the people to call me back, but I didn't get it. And what I said to her, this is the mantra you need to say, this or something higher, right. this or something better. If you didn't get it, that means God has something higher, better, bigger for you. Right. And uh, one of the things, you know, I, I wasn't very clear on what I wanted to do as my second job. So I kind of just said, you know, I really just wish that I could have, you know, a job in the professional training field. But in terms of specifically what I'm doing, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure. I, I just to take away the difficult, I wish somebody else would just create something based on all of my skills, because I have a very diverse background in terms of my professional experiences. So it's not like it's going to lead to one specific job. So I, you know, just kind of in my lazy moments would say, you know, can't somebody just create something for me? And uh, so I wound up, um, you know, being contacted by some recruiters, I guess they saw my resume online. And they, you know, put forth different jobs. And the thing about being contacted by a recruiter is that, you know, even if there is something that, uh, you like, you know, you don't have the confidence yourself, then when they contact you, you realize that there's, you know, they saw something in your resume yeah, that makes them there. think that, right, that you have some skills that are going to be valuable. And that helped boost my confidence too. Um, because, you know, and I think you and I talked about it, like, you know, because I had to send you my resume, which is like, okay, do you see what you look like on paper? Why on earth do you mm -hmm. not have any confidence? And, you know, and then as, you know, recruiters uh, contacted me, then that, you know, brought complete uh, truth to what you already were saying to me and so it really was just okay so this is true it really is just me how do I get my confidence back up to the level that it needs to be so anyway so for this second job um, I was contacted by a recruiter and uh, they put me in touch with like the VP of the company I interviewed with him and we had a really great interview and then he uh said, okay, well, you should interview with the president. So I interviewed with the president and that interview didn't go so well. And so he um, told the recruiter that they didn't want to continue with my candidacy. And I was really sad because at that point, I really liked the conversation I had with the VP mm -hmm. and I thought he liked me a lot too. So um, instead of just not, uh, you know, just saying, oh, well, because this was a job I really was interested in. I went and contacted the VP again and I said, hey, I just heard back from the recruiters that you know the president didn't want to hire me. Um, can you just elaborate and let me know, you know why? And he wrote back and said, okay, well, let me figure it out and I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. And then about a week later, 
he got back to me and said, well, for that particular position, the president didn't think you had the actual skills, but I still really like you a lot. So I'm going to create a different job Mm -hmm. that I want you to do. Okay. Okay. Let me freak you a little bit. You know, the Bible says to call those things that be not as though they are. And so when you're speaking your affirmations and mantras, and she said, I just want somebody to create a job for me. She was really creating that. So for listeners and those people who are watching this, you can begin to call in your career, your position. It doesn't mean that you're not doing the work with your words. Right. Go ahead. That makes me want to cry when you say that. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, and and me too, at the time, I couldn't believe it. I was just, you know, so happy, I, you know, and so, um, so they, they hired me into uh, a six month contract. And I thought that was great, because, you know, uh, this job, even though it had a lot more responsibility, and it was um, the kind of things I really wanted to do, didn't pay that much money. So much more than the previous job. So, you know, I said, okay, I'll stay for six months. I give myself six months to uh, get the skills that I want to get from this job. Because again, I'm in this mindset of of these jobs are all stepping stones to get to my ideal job. Mm -hmm. So for six months, um, I worked at this company and I did so many things. I was a supervisor of a professional training center. And so I had a team of instructors working uh, for me and we were helping uh, people that were on unemployment to get into training employment, uh, training programs so they could ultimately get a certificate or a diploma so they could go out and get jobs. So it was a job you know, that you know, you're doing good to help people make impact in their lives. And you are, um, and I had lots of responsibility. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, initially, like, I guess if you get a job and it's not making as much money as you want, you know, you can just either be bitter, mad, frustrated, hate it, or, you know, what I decided, I said, well, that's not at all what I want to do. I'm here to get some skills. And because, you know, it didn't pay as much as I wanted it to, um, that actually turned to be turned out to be a blessing in disguise because that meant that I was not afraid to lose the job. So I was not afraid to take risks. I was not afraid to put myself out there um, because I said, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, I'll mm-hmm. do something, I'll do it wrong. They'll be mad, they'll fire me. And then I'll just get another job that's probably <laughs> gonna pay more than this one. So who cares? And so that really put me into this um, mode where every time they were like oh here this is coming up you know like oh we have a um presentation that needs to be done for about our company at the unemployment office in front of you know 20 of the unemployment uh, candidates do you want to go do that and you know in a different situation, I normally would have said, oh, no, no, I'm just new, you know, somebody mm-hmm. else should do it, and I'll watch, and then maybe next time when I fill up to it, but with this job, I was just like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, so I just kept volunteering, I just kept doing all kinds of stuff, and then, um, because, you know, and, and I told myself, because I want to get so many skills out of it, um, I let, me, let me, let me make a statement, <laughs> because for, for anybody who's on a job that you don't love right now, 
The principle is extract the good, practice, increase your, expand the skills that you have for your next level position. You're not mad. You're not talking about the company. You're not talking about the boss. You are extracting the good to take to you to your next position. Exactly. And so I would start the day off by saying, what do I want to learn today? What is it that mm, I'm going to? And then at the end of the workday, I would say, what did I actually learn today? What's the new thing that I can put on my resume? And I would actually write it down so that every time, you know, I'm looking at my notebook and I have all these things that I learned and I'm like, wow, this is going to be so amazing when I'm looking for my next job and I can go into the interview and I can say that I've done all these things. And so that's how I approached that job. And I was there for six months. Um, and then at the end, like around the fifth month, they contacted me and said, hey, we really like you. We want you to stay and you know, give you a permanent contract. And I, you know, my mind, I was like, well, I would only stay if they you know, pay me significantly more. Mm-hmm. And so when we started going into these conversations, they, you know, they didn't offer significantly more at all. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. It's, you know, I had a really great team. I had my, you know, coworkers that I really enjoyed working with. Uh, the job was great. I, I loved the students that were in our training program, but um, it, it just, the job didn't pay enough. So I declined. And again, you know, I'm quitting a job and I um, was going to have to go back to the drawing board. And one of the things that I realized, I said, okay, so so I asked for this job to have all the responsibility that I wanted, um, but I realized I forgot to ask for a job that pays more money. So this time I'm going to ask for a job that has these responsibilities, but I want it to pay more money. And Uh, let me make a statement. She got clearer and clearer about what she desired. It's a process. She got clear. I knew her worth. But, but but sometimes when you haven't been in the market, you have to know on the inside, wow, I'm worth this. I can do this. And I love the principle of you gaining skills. So so let's let's fast forward to your current job. Your 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 dream, I'm not gonna say your dream job, but it sure is great. How did you get that position and what was your mindset? And okay. And we have about 10 minutes. Tell okay. Us. Okay. So just to really back up and address what you just said, um, mm-hmm. learning your worth. There was a moment, uh, like around the fourth month at that job, where I was in a meeting with my peers and I realized that they were not my peers, meaning mm-hmm. um, they were all happy working extremely long hours for very little pay. And they did not have the same level of ambition that I did. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they saw their own worth because they were all really great employees, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they were at these really low level positions. And so I, um, not positions, but the pay was low. So I felt like I did not want to stay in that environment that that would bring me down because it's really important who you surround yourself with in terms of how you see yourself. And I didn't see myself as the same as these people 
So I said, I got to get out of here. That was another reason too, because I need to be with people who value themselves more, who Mm -hmm. expect more, who expect more compensation too. So, um, so when I quit that job um, at this point, this was a good, it still was a good position. So this, I did put this on my resume and on my LinkedIn. So now I had a paid job after 19 years that was on my resume and that helped. Yes, that helped get rid of that big gap. So that made it so much easier uh, this time around for this job. And because I, I did actually like my previous job, you know, I told myself, I said, look, I want a, a very similar job with a really good team and I want, but I want more money. And uh, when I was in that meeting where I realized these people were not my peers, um, I sat in that meeting and I just had this feeling and I just told myself, I said, look, you know, I'm not going to take another job that pays less than X amount of money. Mm-hmm. And that's just a statement that came to me. And so those last few months, I was just like, nope, my next job, they, if they, if they don't offer me at least that much, I'm not staying. And that I created my minimum of what I wanted. So when I was looking for this job, um, what was your mantra? I am worth and I deserve X amount per month. And And then I think you also said it's going to be easy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, okay. So uh, because, uh, you know, like the idea of interviewing after so many years, I, I, that's just very scary. You know, I think that just for normal people, in normal situations, interviewing is not really a fun thing, but, you know, imagine you haven't even had a job in 19 years and now you have to interview. Um, that was something that was very scary to me. So I didn't want to just live my life being terrified of the mm-hmm. job process. So I flipped it around and I said, you know what, I'm just going to tell myself, um, you know, thank you for my easy job search that's actually fun and that is a very productive job search and so I just told myself all the time uh you know get my you know while you have your thoughts while you're getting your coffee or whatever Mm -hmm. you know all the time I just would say like yeah thank you thank you Lord for you know making my job search be easy and fun and that I get you know the my great next job and I specifically said great next job as opposed to saying next great job because I wanted my job to be a great job. But I said, well, if I say next great job, that might confuse the universe into thinking I thought my previous jobs were great Uh and I don't. So I said, I want my next job to be great. So my great next job. And um, so I did some interviews of as soon as I quit that job and I had some really fantastic interviews that were great and I felt really good because they were all in French and they just were the best interviews and the people they didn't pick me and I'm like okay whatever doesn't destroy me it's not the end of the world I'm gonna keep on and then out of the blue a recruiter contacted me and I think she talked to me for like maybe just 15 minutes and then she was like, okay, I'll put you in touch with the company. And then in January, beginning of the year, they, the company set up a video conference. And I 
felt like so confident in that interview that, you know, I just said stuff that I don't know, probably maybe you wouldn't normally say, but just, um, you know, I just felt I could be really true and really be myself. Mm -hmm. And so then about a week later, um, the recruiter called me and was like, oh, they really like you. And so, you know, we'll see what the next step is. And the only thing about that job that was a little bit off um, was, uh, you know, I, I, I told them what my minimum was and, uh, and, they, and also the job was outside of Paris. So it was a little bit far away in terms of commute. And the recruiter, you know, she came back to me. She was like, well, you know what, um, what you're asking for is more than their salary range, but they really like you. So they're trying mm. to see if they can do something to, you know, get you the amount that you want. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, that's fantastic. Cause that, you know, within the space of one year, I went from just being happy that I got a job. To now <laughs> I, you know, can say command this what you wanted financially. Exactly. And then I said, well, okay, you know, I uh, don't have my driver's license here in France because um, they don't have a reciprocal process with California. And so in Paris, they have fantastic public transportation, so you don't need it. But, um, you know, I've been thinking lately, maybe I really should get my driver's license here and I just haven't want to go through the process. It's mm -hmm. very complicated. So I said, well, you know, maybe if I take this job, this will force me because it's outside of Paris and that'll be the kick in the butt that I need to just go ahead and, you know, get my driver's license here, do the school and all this stuff like that. So anyway, these people come back and, you know, I'm like, okay, they, they said they're going to pay me what I want. And they said, and it's funny, said, but in order to justify, we have to actually give you a different project that has more responsibility more visibility and so we hope that's okay and I was just laughing to myself because I'm just like oh you're gonna pay me what I want and you're gonna give me a position that has more responsibility and more visibility in the company like that's exactly mm -hmm. what I want and, and then the crazy thing is then they said oh and also because you'll have to go to all these different meetings and stuff um there's a car that the office wow. and so you can you can use this car and as your own transportation to go to work and so I was just like are you kidding me so I had it in my mind that I'm going to mm. use this job to get my driver's license and then here they come back saying that there's a car that is with this position I just couldn't believe it I'm like this is just amazing and it, it, it's the law of attraction yeah, I mean, it's just really like, you know, just what you want. And if you're just always thinking about it and focusing and believing it, it's just so amazing. And so, um, you know, I started this job uh, on Tuesday of this, you know, February 1st. And I get there and I just, I can't believe it because, you know, Constance, one of the things that I told you is that, um, the reason why I'm in France is because I love this country and I just mm -hmm. love the beauty. I love the history. I love, I, you know, I go visit museums and castles all the time and I get here and this training program that I'm, you know, with now is for 
people, young people up to 25 years old who have um, been, they've left the school system and, you know, they didn't get their mm -hmm. diplomas and they don't have work skills. So they're kind of stuck. So this is, this is helping people to get the skills they need to get into the work program or uh, to get um, back into school. And I thought, you know, it was going to be more of a traditional training center, like the one that I previously worked at, but it's not. And so now, you know, I've met my team of people and the instructors are telling me like, oh yeah, you know, because these are kids that fell out of the school system, you know, we can't use traditional, traditional methods to teach them. So we do a lot of field trips, you know, we take them to the museums, we take them to the castles, we take them wow. to the opera. And so I just feel like, oh my God, these, they, they are doing what I actually do on my free time, like my whole life. Like this place, I feel like I've like died and gone to heaven because this is this amazing that they do all of these fantastic things that I love. And I'm just like, I can't believe I have, you know, a staff of people that work for me that have truly the same vision, the same mindset of opening up the world, exposing kids to the culture, the arts in ways that, you know, their normal home life don't do that. And it, it's just fantastic. And, you know, one of my concerns at the beginning in taking this job was like, okay, well, I'm walking into a team of people that have been at the company. All of the instructors have been there mm -hmm. for several years. You know, how are they going to re you know, respond to a new person, an outsider coming in. And I was a little apprehensive about that. But when I showed up on my first day, uh, you know, like the assistant receptionist person was like, oh, so happy we have a boss now. And she did a little happy dance. And uh, one of the instructors, you know, saw me sitting at my desk later on that day. And she was like, oh, it feels so good to have a boss in the office again. And so they're really happy to have me there. And, you know, and I, and I really believe that um, it has a lot to do with how I approached it. Uh, just being clear that this is going to be a great experience, that it's going to be, you know, what I'm looking for uh, in terms of the salary and in terms of relationships with uh, my team. Everybody, yeah. Well, yeah. You, you, you created it. And that's yeah. why I wanted you to come on. You know, this woman, and I'm saying to listeners, God is no respecter of person. Oh, uh, well, hey, we may have to come back for part two. God is no respecter of person. She began to change her thinking, her beliefs. Uh, uh, she began to speak out what she wanted. She she looked at look at looked at it as progressive, step by step. I'm not saying she didn't have some down days, but she kept going forward. And I want anybody who is searching for a new career, searching for love, a new home. I want you to take some of the powerful principles uh, that um, this Veronica shared. And I want you to begin to apply it to your life. She wasn't just crazy and had to do two hours of meditation. Just while she was drinking her coffee, she began to tell herself something different. 
So lastly, so you, you're happy with your new job. Is that correct, uh, Veronica? Yeah, it's been one week, but every day there's like really nice surprises. Uh, you know, I'm still blown away by the fact that uh, <laughs> there's a car. And, and I was thinking, you know, I've been here for 12 years. I haven't thought about getting my driver's license. And the moment I said, yeah, I'm going to do about this. Them. Because they... thoughts become things. Exactly. So and you got three minutes. What would you tell people about coaching with me? What, what I would is your say... experience been like? I would say the real key thing um, that you say is you have to change your paradigm. And that is the most important thing because who I am today is not who I was prior to that second job. It's not who I was prior to the first job. It's not who I was when we, you know, when we first met and it's, is nothing really on the outside that's changed. It's really just been me. And it's been, you know, this concept that you say, change your paradigm, because um, it really just stems from that. And, and I see it so clearly in my own life, you know, uh, it, it's just amazing that how much can change when you change your paradigm. And also, I mean, you have to really believe that you can change your paradigm because you know it, it, it sounds kind of crazy to say, yeah, my job search is going to be easy. I don't know how many people say that because the natural idea is, you know, oh, it's grueling, it's terrible, it's mm-hmm. an awful process. And I said, no, it's that's not it. It's going to be easy and it's going to be fun. And that you sounds like it. right. And then you know, and that just sounds like something that's crazy. But if that's the paradigm that you are going to subscribe to, then that's actually what it will be. You and, create it. Yeah. And so everybody, uh, visit my website, powerful, powerful testimony, powerful transformational story of uh, Veronica. Everybody visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Let's do a discovery call. So happy for you, Veronica. Uh, and everybody uh, who's watching this, share this with someone who might be searching, looking for a position, looking for a home. She shares some powerful principles. You are definitely a different woman today than you were when we first started coaching. And so um, I'm going to say everybody visit my website. And I think my, my mantra for today is that you can truly create your dream life just believe it so how do we say goodbye in french is it au revoir yes au revoir au revoir everybody yes and be sure to work with constance so she can help you along your own journey thank you so much everybody have a great week thank you for listening to think believe and manifest constance arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. 
It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.